0: protects me from you, a covenant is exactly the opposite. A covenant says everything I have is yours. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, your host of Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men, and your guide... To helping you become your best version even while living in the stress bubble of life and beyond guys I want to talk to you about something I've been hearing a, a lot lately actually and it's been disturbing I've tried to work through why it's disturbing and I' figured out okay this why this is why I'm so bothered by this one word and this one word uh, uh, has a diabolical uh, undercurrent. This one word is disrupting our society. This one word is undermining God's holy covenant of marriage. And here's the one word. So my wife and I have a little Airbnb place that we rent out. And my wife recently, as people book our place, as couples book our place, uh, she has been saying to me, yeah, I think this uh, might be a homosexual couple. And so I was like, okay, well, why do you think that? Well, because... the the person keeps referring to their partner. And then she would say to me, well, actually, it's a married couple. And over and over again, we're seeing married couples referring to their spouse as their partner. And this is a diabolical statement. I want to unpack why. I want to unpack why my spirit is so disrupted every time I hear this phrase. Now, you may not like what I have to say, but I mean... I hope that oftentimes you don't. That's part of the, the reason why I exist to give you this podcast is to help you uh, deconstruct the things that you've been taught that are anti or contrary to what the Bible says. In Genesis 2.22, the Bible says, The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. Can you imagine the scene? The man said, so he's looking at Eve for the first time. I mean, holy cow, can you imagine? And Adam says... This is now, bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall become a woman because she was taken out of a man. And then in verse 24, we see this. And God says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In other words, they will weave. So I want to unpack why this word partner is so deconstructive to our thinking and our Christian worldview. So in life, you have covenant and contract. And marriage is interesting because marriage is both contract and it can also be covenant. There are times when a marriage is not a covenant, and I'll explain that later. When my wife and I, 30 years ago, we just celebrated our 30th anniversary. 30 years ago, we went to the county clerk's office where her mother worked, and we purchased a marriage license. Now, that marriage license made our marriage a legal Marriage by contract from the state of California. We were legally married in the state of California's eyes. What does that mean? A contract is is what protects myself from Shanna, and it protected Shanna from myself. In other words, this contract says, okay, you are in a legally binding agreement, or you're under contract in, in a marriage agreement. And if that contract is ever breached, in other words, if there is a divorce, you will be protected by contract from the other person. So in other words, if Shanna and I were have to miraculously, or not miraculously, satanically uh, got divorced, which we never would and never will, but if we were happen to have got divorced, a contract legally protects her from me and protects me from, from her. So based on the state that we live in, uh, we are entitled to certain things certain assets from the failed marriage contract so a contract protects me from you a covenant however is much different so my wife and I in 1992 bought a marriage license or a contract we went to our church we had 300 people join us we had uh, one of God's representatives who happened to be our pastor He performed a ceremony that brought us together as couple, as man and wife, as husband and wife, under God's holy covenant of marriage. So not only am I legally bound to Shanna through a marriage contract that is designed to protect us from each other, I'm also bound to Shanna through God's covenant of marriage. Now, where a contract protects me from you, a covenant is exactly the opposite. A covenant says, everything I have is yours. It's a complete opening up of oneself to another people. In fact, in the ancient times, and you can look this up, and I think Jeremiah 34, maybe, and also we see this in Genesis with Abraham, when people would make a contract, they would actually open up an animal. They'd fillet an animal top to bottom, open it up, and they would walk through the broken pieces in a figure-eight manner, uh, shouting cursings and blessings if you ever broke the covenant. So there was an opening up. There was was an opening up of the other person in this marriage. So uh, a covenant says, everything I have is yours for all time, forever. There is no discussion of divorce. There is no firewall. There is no contract. Everything I have is yours under God's sight in the name of Jesus. And this is a deep and binding contract. So my wife is not my partner. She is way more than that. So I get offended. I don't get offended. I go into tactical mode, and I go after people when they say contract or a partner because my wife is not my partner. Oh, yeah, she's my partner in a lot of things. She's my vacation partner, and she's my living partner. She's, but she's a lot deeper than that. I am connected to Shanna under a marriage covenant. Where if I have, a, I have a business relationship with another person, we are, we are business partners through contract, and that contract protects us from each other. A covenant is much deeper. Therefore, my wife is never my partner. She is my spouse. She is my wife. Under contract, I am bound to her. I read to you the first ceremony where, where Adam actually said, "This is, I will leave my father and mother. So under covenant, I leave everything I've known, my past, and cleave to my wife. It means, in other words, I, am, I connect with my wife. I connect with my covenant spouse. I connect with this woman. I connect with her on every level, and it says they will become one flesh. That means I weave. So I leave, I cleave, and weave. So I'm constantly renewing our covenant through the act of lovemaking, which I highly recommend all the time. But it's, an, it's a renewal of this marriage covenant where I don't have to do that as a marriage contract. So I leave, I cleave, and I weave, as a uh, demarcation of the marriage covenant, which makes Shanna and transcends Shanna way beyond being a partner. She is my wife. So when when I counsel men, when I talk to people who are broken because of divorce, they generally are not broken because of the contractual dissolution. They're generally broken over the breach of covenant, Because that which God has joined together, the Bible says, let no man tear apart. And when a person is divorced, there is a tearing apart. Now, here's something that you can do a Bible study on that will rock your world. God never addresses a second marriage as a spouse. If you look at David and Bathsheba, after David killed Uriah, Bathsheba was never called David's wife, even after they were married and had kids. She was always addressed as Bathsheba, your wise wife who David killed. And this is how God views marriage. God looks at marriage. Should you get married again after a divorce? That's not for me to call. That's on you. That's your decision. I'm no judgment here. But God scripturally acknowledges that first marriage and only that first marriage unless there's a death. So, or, or um, well, actually, ever. Ever. So, why do we see this? word partner. And I want to talk to you about this. I believe that cr- there's something out there right now that we're beginning to expose more and more. It's called critical theory or social justice. Critical theory or social justice has a goal to strategically destroy the nuclear family. Uh, social justice or critical theory, they're the same thing. Uh, th- these are things like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, these groups. These groups basically say, we don't care about equality. We want equity. We want The redistribution of goods and services and privileges from this group over here who's privileged to this group over here who somehow has been oppressed by the privileged group. Part of that, and we think that's a black and white thing, we think it's all these things or color thing, it's really, uh, it's way more than that, way, way deeper. It's really a strategic attempt by the enemy to dissolve the nuclear family. And so what has happened there is more and more in our, in our world, we are saying, hey, Homosexual marriage is, we're going to recognize that just like any other marriage. Cohabitation. Hey, man, if you want to live with your girlfriend, hey, that's okay. Go do it. The problem when I'm par- when my partner is this girl I'm living with, or if my partner is the, are these two, my partners, these partners are these two dudes living together, that takes away from the covenant of marriage. See, yeah, living together with your girlfriend outside of marriage, yeah, you are partners you might even be under some kind of rental contract together. But you are not under a marriage covenant. If you're involved in a homosexual relationship that is a marriage, that is not that may be legal in the state you live in, but as not a, a covenant that God ordains. So you may say, well, well, what the heck is a covenant? I'm I'm living with this girl and I'm gonna I'm gonna marry her someday. I mean when I get the balls, you know, or whatever. What is a covenant? So here are three things that I think uh, really for me uh, help me to understand what a covenant is and how do I know if I'm in a covenant. A covenant is something that God ordains in his word. God ordained marriage. He never ever talks about cohabitation. In fact, he talks against it in 1 Corinthians chapters 5, 6, and 7. Uh, very, very strongly talks against sex outside of marriage. Uh, the homosexual marriage, God never even addresses that in the scripture. In fact, he never even calls somebody homosexual. Homosexuality is always attached to a sin, uh, just like adultery is attached to a sin. So God ordains marriage through his word. So it's a covenant. So that's the first thing. The second thing is God blesses covenant. God wants to bless covenant. God wants to bless, I believe, those people who are living in obedience under God's covenants and according to God's word. And the third thing is, It's God's covenant, and God wants to bless it according to his word, but it's got to be in the right time. So you may love that woman that you're with, and you may be living with her, and you may be planning to marry her someday, but your timing is all screwed up, and you're not living under the covenant of marriage until you repent of your sin and obey God and get married under the covenant that God has ordained. So for me, this is me talking here, From what I understand for Scripture, and I know it's deeper than this even, covenant is something that is God-ordained through His Word. It is something that God wants to bless through Christian obedience, and it is something that has to be done in God's right time. Guys, I hope that's caused you to think about some stuff. And, man, don't don't get around me and call your wife your partner. In fact, don't let anybody get around you and call their wife their partner because your wife is not your partner. She's way, way more than that. Man, head on over to our website, manoftherena.org. Grab your free copy of my great book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. While you're over there, guys, make sure you sign up. Uh, click the Join the Program button so you can l- understand more about what the Bible actually says about what it means to be a man of God. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And, Everyone wins.